Welcome to another episode of the CC Podcast Conversations, where inspiring Christians share their faith-filled stories. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. This helps push our content to a broader audience. Are you new to listening? Check out our other podcasts. First, the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions, where we're walking through the Bible, focusing on short clips of Scripture. Second is the CC Broadcast, where our weekly radio programming is archived. These podcasts are available wherever you're listening or at christiancrusaders.org. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Here's our host, Matt Reister, the Executive Director of Christian Crusaders. Hey, everybody. Matt Reister here with the CC Podcast Conversations. I'm at the 2023 National Religious Broadcasters Convention. We are in Orlando, Florida. It is hot and sticky outside. It's cool in here. And we've got a booth on the main drag. I'm telling you what, we ran out of foam microphones like day one. and Yeah, within people, a couple hours. People were stopping by our table like crazy. This costs more money than we've ever spent on NRB, but it is going better than it ever has. And I'm really, really excited. Yeah, I, I wish our listeners we, we should get should get some photos of our whole booth uh, up because I think our listeners would uh, would be really interested to see kind of what we got going on here. This is um, we're the place to be. Yeah, uh, they're having fun with beach balls out in front, and hopefully they haven't spilled anyone's coffee yet. We've got a campfire. We've got uh, we've got badminton or volleyball or something happening we're sitting at a picnic table right now and we're effectively promoting our brand in, that's, in our podcast the biggest part yep so uh this is going to be an interview with dave glander and wade wacker wade is the ceo of reasons for hope which is a ministry that does a bunch of great apologetic stuff they've got an awesome app with videos like prager you type three four minute animated videos about apologetics topics that are great and they actually came alongside and helped co-sponsor this booth with us yeah uh, which is making it more affordable for us to be here uh, they're like-minded uh, dave has been at the cedar falls bible conference with his team for a couple of the last years he's coming again this year it was great to sit down and get to know wade a little bit and dave and their ministry and we're just so thankful to partner with those guys and uh you're gonna be inspired by what the Lord's doing with the with with them and through their ministry. Yeah, and I think if if uh, if Dave Glander comes on any more podcasts, we're gonna to have to get him a name tag because he's. Uh, I think this is his fourth or fifth of our CC podcast conversations that he's been in on, and I think there's one more coming at least. So. Uh, yeah, he's gonna. We're gonna have to invite him to the company Christmas party next year. I think that would be all right. Uh, although, hold on your hats because this guy's crazy. Uh, anyway, Wade Wacker and Dave Glander from Reasons for Hope. That's r4h.com, r-f-o-r-h.com. Enjoy this interview. And actually, I've got a couple other episodes with Dave Glander from previously. I think they're episodes yep. 13 and 34 from uh, last year and then when he was at the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. And Dave is always a hoot, so yeah. check those out. If you like this, uh, check out more, as well as the ones that he partners with us on. We just did one with Tina Griffin, um, and he's always a wild man and good for some great insights. So yep, thanks for tuning in. Everybody, Matt Reister with the 2023 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando. I am with Dave Glander, who you've heard of and heard from before, and Wade Wacker. This is your I'm, first time. I'm about yes. to take over the show at this point. <laughs> Wade is the CEO yes. of Reasons for Hope. That is correct. And usually at this point, 
in the interview, before we get into the interview, I thank Reasons for Hope for being our sponsor for the 2023 uh, interviews. You've put a, some financial investment into being here in our booth and helping sponsor our interviews. Thank you so much for that. Uh, but now we just get to talk straight to you. And just, I want to, uh, I was first connected to Dave Glander, Drake. Glander by Dave Drake. Yeah. And I knew Dave Drake somewhat from some political stuff back in the day and some homeschool stuff back in the day in Iowa. Dave Drake, of course, just incessantly contacting me. <laughs> <laughs> and, we uh, call him the nag tag. <laughs> and, uh, and I respect him enough that I finally responded to him. And I, I mean, here's the thing. You guys know how this works. I get hit, whether it's Christian Crusaders or the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, I'm getting like lobbied all the yeah, time. Uh -huh. Go listen, get this speaker, get this music yep. group, do this interview. And usually it's like, no, unless it's someone that I know well and trust, I'm always like, yeah, right. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure your grandson's the greatest worship yeah. leader of all <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, right. Um, and Dave, I don't know well. I don't have any reason not to trust him. But because I didn't know him way well, we were just kind of acquaintances from back in the day. I kind of put it off and put it off. And finally, I it must have been the Lord was just like, okay, now respond to this. It was a Facebook Messenger thing. And then I got connected to Dave Glander. We hit it off immediately. Yeah. Brought him to the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. They did a great job bringing him back last year, coming back again this year. Yeah, yeah. You came down to Cedar Falls, yeah. Wade. Yeah, that's correct, Matt. Last year. Yeah, when, last year. When Alex McFarland yep. was there. You guys yep. were working something out. Yeah, yep. And so, uh, I mean, I've come to love you guys. And, Thank you, Matt. And promote uh, the ministry that you're doing. And uh, so let's talk about it. Yeah. So what's your background? How did you get to Reasons for Hope? Yep, all that? yep. Um, Reasons for Hope we found, was founded by Carl Kirby, who founded the ministry. Carl was with Answers in Genesis. Yep. For many years, then he uh, was called to the youth, and and you know the message is for everybody, but obviously we're losing 85 percent of the teens, so he was called, started reasons for hope. He actually, to begin with, asked me to counsel two other gentlemen. Um, he contacted to counsel him because he wasn't for sure is this what I'm supposed to be doing, because he was you know a very 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 well. Um, renowned speaker with Answers in Genesis. Explain in fact. that again. He called you to counsel yeah, two so, other people. What do you yeah, mean? what was counsel meaning he didn't know if he should be leaving. He was, he felt he was called to start his own ministry. But Answers in Genesis is a fabulous, wonderful ministry. And so he was like, I need some brotherly counsel to yeah. see if what I'm thinking. Why would I leave this yes. to do this? Yes. So he called three people, me, um, Randy Baker, who is a um, bariatric surgeon out of Grand Rapids and an attorney from Paul Gracie out of Chicago. And he just did the brotherly thing. He said, can I get some counsel? So what's your relationship with Carl before that? I was the financial advisor. And for so AIG? For, yeah. So I work with the 401k with Answers in Genesis. I've been blessed to still do that today. With so them? I, yes. So okay. I got to know Answers in Genesis, uh, Carl through Answers in Genesis, got to know him really well. Um, and obviously when you talk finances, you have to build trust. And so I got to know him and he said, hey, can you counsel me? So we, we met as a, uh, us three and, and Carl, and we met more than once and counseled him. And we actually met, we actually said, we think you need to stay put. Wow. And um, he he's said, like, screw you guys. I don't trust you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually was like, and then he called one day and he said, I'm sorry, but there's you know, been an issue. I really think I need to leave. 
So uh, we started the ministry, and when we say we, he, he did it. Um, we started the ministry in 2010. Um, find this interesting, Matt. We applied in early 2010 for our 501c3. Who's the, we? Uh, Reasons for Hope. Yep. And that is when the Cincinnati office was, was hiding applications. If you guys remember that back in the Obama era, they were taking- A 501c3 yes, applications? Yes. So we- What, what we do you mean they were hiding in, them? They, they, so they were, they so were so taking- So that way they weren't granting yes, them? Yes. Lois Lerner, okay? Yes. Lois Lerner, it, we applied in April and we heard nothing. From basically organizations that were perceived to be like Christian or right wing or whatever. Yes. Yes. Now, wow. if you were a, if you were a anti-Christian or a different religion, you'd get your stuff right through. Wow. So we hired an attorney who said this normally takes 30, 60, 90 days. We have, we're, it's crickets. So we finally get something back and it was a laundry list of questions that were so dumb. <laughs> For example, um, how many books do you foresee selling in five years? Okay. We're like, how do we know how many books we're going to be selling in five years? You know, what is your total revenue going to be from, from the country of Nigeria? <laughs> I think zero, but what, maybe what, a million. Right. I don't know. I mean, it was just question after question. It got bad. Well, we went into end of 2010 without the 501c3, and we had a lot of donations to start with. Wow. So we're like, are we going to have to go back to all these people and say it's not tax deductible? So we were still not okayed in 2010. So how'd you handle that? Uh, Carl Kurt, well, we did it. We said, we're doing it. Um, you're just, our attorney, you just move forward as we if you were forward, 501c3. just said, we're a 501c3. The Lord's got to take care of it. Tec wow. Technically speaking, that is how that works. You don't actually have to file, it's but that's, for, that's a show for another time. So, so then um, Carl knew a, a congressman, and he started the ball rolling. And then once he got involved, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but once he got involved, then all of a sudden the ball started rolling. But it took us wow. almost a full year to get our 501c3. Wow. So anyway, we started that. Um, Carl did it on his own. Carl is very, very similar to Dave Blander. Okay. They don't have a medication for the ADHD they have. <laughs> There's a laundry list of what you can do. They're not on the list. <laughs> and so um, he started with one speaking engagement, and now we've got five speakers 12 years later. So what happened, how I got involved, um, is, is we as a board, us three that counseled them became his board, we realized Carl was incredibly gifted at the message, incredibly non-gifted with finances. Administration. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we tried one gentleman um, that didn't work, and uh, the board members came to me and said, would you do this? I said, no. I said, I had a really successful financial planning practice. I just don't think I can allocate the time. And the good Lord said, you're going to allocate the time. So I tried saying no to the Lord, and he said, no, you're not. Have you always been, or for a long time, been in Jackson, Minnesota? Yeah. Yep. And I grew so, up there in high school. So I think it's great that you're able to put the office where you're at. Yes. I mean, that's convenient. Yes. Rather than Cincinnati or Hebron, where Amen. Carl's at. Yeah. Or Atlanta. I, I think it's great. I mean, technology allows us to do so much of this stuff, which really frees someone up. Are you still doing financial yeah. planning? Yeah. So I sold 80% of my practice, and I kept 20%. 
Um, and I've been blessed to be able to do that, which helps me because then I don't have then then the ministry doesn't have to pay too much. Well, for me, at so. one point before um, before Frank moved over here to the mainland, the people that are on our team were literally from Hawaii. Frank who? Frank uh, Figueroa. The, the Figueroa. Yes. The, the, oh yeah, he was, very long he was here last year. Yeah, 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 he came. And last he lived year. in yeah. Hawaii. He lived in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before he moved, so we went from Hawaii all the way over to Maine, which is where Holly's at, all the way down to Miami. You know what I'm saying? To like Minnesota, it was yeah. to Minnesota. Like it was like, man, you talk about spread across the country. So you were involved in in finances, or still are? Yeah. At AIG. Yeah. Well, I, AIG is as a client of mine. Okay. So I'm not with AIG. I consider myself with AIG because I've gone through the the Arc Bond. Uh, raising and all that type of stuff. So, so I, I call them we, but... I don't know if I told you this story, but this is hilarious. I'd never heard of AIG. What year did they put out their first pitch for the Creation Museum fundraising? you know? Yeah, it was 2005, I believe. 2005 or six. Okay, so my wife and I were married in 1999. Our firstborn, would, Mason, who's here, would have been... He was born in 04, so he's one or two years old. We get a piece of mail, just a, a, a direct mail solicitation from Answers in Genesis that I've, I've never heard of this ministry before in my life. And at this time, I mean, my wife is at home. We're not earning a lot of money because I was doing college ministry um, or I was with the Iowa Family Policy Center. I don't remember which, but either way, I might have been making $40,000, $42,000 a year, something like that, not much. And uh, I mean, we don't have a ton of money, but I open this thing up and I'm like, this just resonates. Yeah. Hmm. This this yeah. this sounds really awesome. And it was like the Lord, I'm not one of these the Lord told me guys, but it was like the Lord was like, you need to give to this. And there was this deal where you could, they had all these different levels. Were you involved with this at all or no? Not with the Creation Museum. The Ark I was, but no, not the Creation Museum. Wasn't Carl like a heavy player in the, oh, in the Carl, fundraising? Carl was with the, the, creation was the founding museum? director of, of Answers in Genesis. With and the, was really big in the, in the Creation uh, Museum. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, yes, yeah. really so, big. So uh, one of the levels, if you gave $1,000, you got Answers Magazine for five years. You got some other stuff. But, but the big thing was you got four transferable lifetime passes. Oh. You're going to be a lifetime charter member of oh, the wow. Creation Museum. I'm thinking like, okay, we're 30 years old, and we got a lot of life in front of us. Yeah. And I could see our family taking advantage of this and we know a ton of people who would be into this and so we could transfer them and so I'd never written a thousand dollar check yeah. in my life <laughs> like to a ministry yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and it seemed crazy but it just seemed like the right thing to do and so I write this thousand dollar check send it down there blah 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 we're in we do this and I mean everyone in their dog has used those passes someone's using them right now <laughs> and uh, and so then the art comes about yeah and you know, I've been down to the Creation Museum only twice in my life. As a, When's the a, last time you've been there? It was a charter lifetime member. That's what the title of it was. So we're on this wall over here, our name. And we friends down there are like, what did you do to get on that wall? You know, I like gave $1,000, and it seemed like a big deal then. But we've pillaged the Creation <laughs> Museum with those free transferable passes. Uh -huh. And so when the art comes up, I mean, we're bought in by now. And uh, like this arc is going to be cool, and I think we did a couple pegs or planks or something. One of the kids did something, but the reason we weren't more involved, 
financially is because I called, I called down there, I talked to some finance guy, and I was like, explained to him what our thing was with the Creation Museum, this oh, charter lifetime thing. You started to ruin it, weren't you? <laughs> I was just gonna say, you're the reason why they didn't do it for the Ark. <laughs> no, I, I, I said, so what we're looking for is some sort of thing like that. Our family would probably get into something if there was this charter lifetime transferable pass thing. And he starts laughing on the phone. And he, he laughs at me, he goes, uh, I appreciate what you're asking us, but we lost our shirts on that deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there's not going to be anything like that. And he was cool. He was like, you know, that's exactly why we did it, because we needed, they were just getting their name out yeah. there. Yeah. And so they did benefit from it in terms of um, notoriety and, and getting the word out and branding. But in terms of finances, he's like, because I said, I said, you we've probably had $5,000 worth of passes used yeah. by people yeah. who've used yeah. those passes. <laughs> so like you guys lost on us in one sense. In another sense, you gain because we've been able to push a Spread, ton of people. Absolutely. And so, but he's like, yeah, we that worked then, it's not gonna happen again. Well, number you know? one, Matt, First of all, you should you should uh, you should start a show because to give a thousand on a forty-two thousand dollar income is a, is really good for financially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you truly knew the background of what it took, Answers in Genesis, to get that arc built, I hope and pray someday they do a documentary on that. Um, I'm 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 like you. Sometimes there's a line between. You know, did God speak to me or not? But the spiritual warfare that w took place. I remember reading about some of it's it. It's unbelievable the, the, the brazenness that, that those leaders of Answers and Genesis had from the Department of Just Justice, the Army Corps of Engineers attacked them. I mean, it, it's just one, Bloomberg. There's some with the governor. Bloomberg, yeah, the governor, the Department of Justice came in and audited them. And, and they called Ken, Ken Ham the Jim Baker of. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it, for them to get through everything, it is amazing. I hope someday they do it and just show everybody that, you know, they just didn't have this idea. Um, Bloomberg came out in a hit piece with them. It is of course. one thing after another. Um, to your question, I haven't been there for probably five or seven years. Okay, we need to go back because I just heard they have a new exhibit. The uh the baby the, one the baby is incredible. One, yeah, I, I, when so, we went so, to the so they, ste they stepped it up because yeah. that what happened was was they built the Creation Museum, and then I always tell people who are going for the first time like go to the Creation Museum first, yes, then go to the Ark because if you go to the Ark yes. first, you're going to be so blown away that the Creation Museum is going to be like this is cool, but it's not yes. But it, apparently, but apparently, thing. I've been told that they've really stepped up the Creation Museum to a level that has. Because there was a lot of overlap with stuff that was at Noah's Ark versus the uh, Creation Museum, and apparently they've kind of done this thing where now it's it's stepped up. So I need to go back. Is the I, point? I go every yeah. ninety days. You do? I, yep. Every ninety days I go see them. And You're serious? Yeah, I go every ninety days, not to go see the museum. Oh, I go down to work. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, wow. But, but he's geeked out about the place, no, man. <laughs> but I do take the time. And the, the 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 abortion one. Yeah. Is really knocked down. What are they doing in the four-day theater now? What are they, what's in the 4D theater? Uh, you know what? I don't. They're, they're redoing that. They're are they? did the okay. planetarium. The last time I was at the Ark, or the first and only time I was at the Ark, which is the last time I was at the Creation Museum, it was basically the Ark, that dining center cafeteria building, yeah. Yeah. and a little zoo. Yes. And there wasn't anything really else. Right. But they built stuff up around they it. Have, they have um, the gentleman who actually was the designer, Patrick Marsh, who was one of the original, remember the original Jaws? Yeah. He was on that film. 
Oh, wow. And then he actually got hired by Disney to go over to Disney in Japan and develop that park. So he was the one that had the vision. And that's another thing. If you've ever seen the true vision of the oh, whole I, complex. Yeah, I have, yeah. Oh, with, with the Tower, Tower of Babel and everything, yes. the first century were, village. Yes. Yeah, I've seen and, that. Um, are they so going to do all they, that? They are. They are. Slowly. It's a lot about financial yeah. finances. I know that. I think the next thing is Tower of Babel, right? Yeah. Because the arc is really, um, and I'm going to get the percentage wrong, Matt, but the arc is about one, maybe one-eighth of what they truly wanted to do. Yeah. Um, well, they had, they had like a whole like Noah's theme park and all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like they had. It was, I mean, are they still they moving own, that how direction? Much, how much they land are, is there? They are. There's, a, there's, a there's ton hundreds of, land. of acres yeah, that they were. There's 500. It's over 500 acres. Yeah, they have a lot of land to expand. Because right now what they're on is what, 25 acres? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, can it's really cool. Go. Yeah. So Reasons for Hope. It's, yes. It's born kind of out of AIG. Yeah. I mean, you yes. and Carl, yes. having been involved there, yeah. you're wanting to reach the youth yep. instead well, and, of and, just and you gotta, And when you say that, you got to include Candace, too, because Candace was with AIG. And, so and Candace was the personal assistant. I hate using that word because everybody, you know, it's like titles. I don't like saying yeah. the words. It's, you yep. know, the true CEO is Jesus. We just work amen. under him. Yeah, amen. So, amen. Um, but she came along with Carl, and she does all the travel, which is great because she does the itinerary for the churches. Okay, Carl's coming in, and he's speaking to the youth group at this, and he's speaking to your church at this. She does all that. Um, so she came with, like I said, we, Carl had one, one booking when he left. That's that, he jumped out, he had one. Um, it's fact that's really interesting is, is one of the first ones that he had was right next to the booth right next to us, Jack Hibbs. Wow. Yeah, Carl, when I called Carl this afternoon, he goes, they make sure you say hi to Jack for me. I'm like, Jack, Jack who? He goes, Jack Hibbs. I'm like, Jack Hibbs? We were there. And he goes, you were there with me. I'm like, I don't remember that. <laughs> Jack Hibbs got popular during COVID. Yeah. I mean, he's been popular, yeah. but the way yes. he handled California, yeah. it, now he's on everyone's radar. And so now we've, we've went from uh, Carl to now we have five speakers. We've yeah. got Carl Kirby. Juan Valdez came on in 2013. Um, Frank uh, came on. Dave Glander came on. And then uh, who else am I missing? Well, we've got Holly and uh, and and Dan, who who yes. also so yep. technically was, six. But was Juan at the Bible conference? No, you haven't met Juan yet. I haven't met Juan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Juan, Juan's, Juan's is, been Juan's been killing it in the uh, yeah. in the in the Latin community, man. He's he's very fluent in, in Spanish he's and bilingual. English. Yeah, but I say fluent. Yeah. I mean, he speaks both just as well really well and and so and he's also hard he's our in-house doctor he's, yeah, he's our yeah like like whatever whenever we do whenever we do writing a, a team writing or anything like that everything goes through a theology review isn't there someone him. in history named Juan Valdez that's the he that's likes the to drink guy. he likes to drink that's coffee the, co the mm -hmm. coffee guy yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's Juan Valdez yeah. this is Juan Valdez not D's <laughs> so you've grown a ton yeah since when 2000, wow, I, I say 2010 because that's when we applied, but it's 2011. So, so 12, 12 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, and so uh, what are you seeing happen? Well, you know, we have seen what's, what's really interesting is the transition that we've seen this generation take. And what I mean by that was when Carl would go to camps, okay, he always hands out uh, note cards and says, all right, okay, questions. nobody's looking over your shoulder. Just give me the questions. Nope, you know, just give straight up. And when, we, when he first started, it was questions about the Bible. Where did Cain get his wife? Was the flood global? Okay. Did uh, Adam have a, a belly vegan? button? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now oh. it's like, did Jesus commit suicide? Because he let himself what, die. What do, I, what do I do with my LGBTQ friends and family? 
What do I do with my friends who want to commit suicide? Why do I have so much anxiety and depression? Yeah. Like, how really, could a good really God deep. Allow, allow this? How could a good God allow, allow me to get molested? How could a good? It's or how do you how do you know truth is true? You know right. why why can't we each have our own version? It's I mean it's it's changed, man. And then the 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 brazenness of people attacking. You know, it used to be that you were well, well renowned to be a Christian. Now you're hated. Yeah. You know, it's completely no in this circle you're not, but but boy in the world. Yeah. So it's been and that's only in twelve years, Matt. Right. Um, but isn't it isn't it just some of the most profound evidence of Christianity being true that you can say anything Christian in your attack, but if you say something against Muhammad or something, or you say something against Buddhism or anything, like you're a bigot, you're a this, you're a that, you know, you're, and it's like, isn't that evidence that there's something about Christianity that just rubs people, people that are, that are trying to be opposed to the idea of God, it just rubs them the wrong way, as opposed to every other world religion out there doesn't have any effect. If anything, they'll jump behind and be like, stop picking on them, you know, but Christians, boy. So I, here's one thing I want to hear is like, as the CEO, uh, can you tell us the time you've had to like straighten Dave Lander out? <laughs> which, which time do you want to choose from? Hey, Matt, we'll just take a look at his credit card bill. <laughs> Listen, I've seen his flipping receipts at the Bible conference. It's like, slow down, Holmes. You told me I to know. make sure that those kids were fed and all. Actually, I, I didn't tell you to bring 150 yeah. kids in there. Actually, actually, I got my hand slapped, so there's going to be a little bit more of a limit this year. Well, okay, so what we got to change is we need some volunteers for the breakfast because that breakfast that I got them last year. Expensive. Woo! That, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was consumer's choice, though, man. They were all like, what? We had the so, biggest crowd Sunday morning ever. So, so, Matt, the first thing that he hits me up, I get to see him, you know, hey, it's great to see Dave Glander. What does he tell me? Like, dude, there's an all-you-can-eat crab leg place. No, no, no. Lobster. Oh, lobster. Yeah, that lobster makes it dad. different. That makes it different. That makes it di- I did say I didn't want to put it on the ministry card, though. I would foot the bill for it. Like, Matt, you want to go get all-you-can-eat I lob- hate seafood. I'm not a seafood guy. <sighs> there's a chink in our armor right there, Matt. Yeah, that's Red that's- meat. Red- the, the, all right, well, now we're, back up. now we're back passion, up. You can, his passion just oozes. And that's why we brought him on. Yeah. You know, if people have it in their heart, all that other stuff you can work for, with. It's just, sure. it's just that passion and, and fervor for the Lord. Amen. So let's hear your story a little bit, Wade. What, like, how did, did you always grow up with that? Yeah, I was, I was, in fact, we had this conversation at lunch. I was blessed. Two wonderful parents was in church. I prayed. I was telling Dave and, and Gabby this. I prayed as a four or five-year-old that you just that's what you do and it's going to happen yeah okay i prayed every day to be a professional baseball player that's what i did that's what i did and throughout life that's what i became so it's just like i was fortunate to be built in the system we all have our difficulties um people can't see me on a podcast but i have no hair i lost all my hair as a junior you do have you have one hair that sticks out of your ear it it, it, uh it actually grows in patches it's alopecia areata okay you know as a 17 year old guy who thought he was kind of good looking the good lord said i think you're good looking way yeah, yeah. so we all have our challenges yep but that was my background um i got drafted out of high school to play professional baseball i got drafted in the third round um could have went to college but i got a very very nice sum of money and uh realized that that could become an idol in a real hurry and so uh 
realized that that's the passion that I had. I wanted to go into that business. So I went into that business, had an incredibly successful practice, but Matt, I was always around the Lord. Um, like I said, I was in a, I've been a Lutheran, right? So us Lutherans, it's what we do. And so um, then I had this opportunity with Carl. So I don't have a, you know, a story or a... How do you navigate? Are you still Lutheran? Yeah. What kind of Lutheran? Yeah. <laughs> hey, great question. Missouri Synod. Okay. Yes. So they're the more conservative, yes. biblical yes. version of... Yes. ELCA, don't get me started. Yeah. that's the tr I grew up in the ELCA church that was actually functioned like a, a community church that just the preacher was awesome, preached the Bible, very evangelistic. And so you wouldn't have known it was a Lutheran church, much less an ELCA church. Right. But when he retired, then we're getting this pipeline of ELCA pastors uh, who they weren't like that guy. Yeah. And so that created some yeah. issues. And actually, they're in a fight right now to finally leave the ELCA. Oh, amen. They have to. Yeah. They have to. You can't, you can't be a part of it. And it, like I always tell people, you know, if you want to find something in a church doctrine, you'll find it. Right? Doesn't matter if it's uh, Presbyterian, Methodist, Baptist, Lutheran, non-denominational. You will always find something if you look. Um, like for as a Lutheran, I don't agree with their eschatology. Yeah. Completely disagree with it. I am not all millennium. Yep. Right? We can have a great debate. It's not a salvation issue to me. Yep. We can have a great debate. Or baptism. Yep. Right? I'm more baptism by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lutherans are pretty close to Catholics on that baptism. Yep. But. They're from the Word of God. You're going to get the Word of God. And on Sunday, I need to be in a community that that's going to, I just need the Word yeah. of God. So that's. And, and you're working in a ministry that's non-denominational yes. or interdenominational. Right. Um, and so to a degree, you play well in the sandbox, maybe more than others who are denominationally affiliated. Yes. Especially mainliners. Yes. Right? Yes. Methodist, Methodist Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Lutheran. These folks have a tendency to just want to stay in their own silo. Yeah. Yep. But at some level, even though you're still going to a Lutheran church, Correct. you've broken out of that. Yep. You have a broader... Yes. I, I, what I love is I love the reverence. And I know that's anti-culture right now. Everybody wants to be entertained. They want. I love the reverence of seeing my pastor in a robe okay. and yep. me going kneeling up to take communion. Yep. I love getting on my knees and saying, I'm not worthy, but yep. man, am I glad I have you. I love the reverence. I get, I learn when I listen to Dave yeah. or listen to Carl. That's where I really learn and grow. But for me, I just love on a Sunday morning going and getting yeah. the reverence of a, of a Lutheran service. So, Don't you guys think, I mean, what I've said, because I've become very interdenominational myself, and, and theologically I'm probably more Baptistic, but, but I don't care that much Amen. about either Amen. Any, right. any of it. Um, compared to the, the core of the gospel, the inerrancy of scripture, that kind of stuff. But what I've said is, is, and what I've challenged some people who are more denominationally oriented or concerned, we're living in a time in a culture that has never been more hostile toward the truth of God. And we don't have the luxury to stay in these stupid lanes that are man-made. Amen. Yes. We, we need to be able to lock arms with true, passionate, solid believers across denominational lines, provided that the essentials are in place. Yes. Right? Yep. Well, that's when I started a church. I, we called it The Way. 
And the reason why we called it the way was because there's kind of a stigma attached to the word church with a lot of people. And we didn't want that stigma to keep them from coming. And so we just call it the way because if you read in, in the book of Acts, the way. Paul was persecuting followers of the way is what it says. It, was, it wasn't called the church yet. It wasn't called, you know, Baptist or Pentecostal or Charismatic or Methodist. or It didn't have any of those titles. They were just simply followers of the way. So when somebody asked me, like, what kind of a church is it? I would say, man, we're just doing our best to follow the way. Jesus set the example. He is the way. And we're trying our best to set the way. And that's, I think that's what I love. There's a lot of things I love about being a part of Reasons for Hope. But, you know, Reasons for Hope within our staff yeah. brings together a whole lot of different diversity. diversity. And yet we all agree, as you just said, on the essentials. Nobody disagrees on the essentials. And so, you know, I remember back when I was living as an atheist, one of my arguments was like, you know, Christians are always arguing with each other, you know, and, and I did have some bad families, very, very extended family examples of some Methodists and Baptists who would, you're going to hell because you're a Methodist, you're going to hell because you're Baptist, you know, they would get into these things. And so that was, <laughs> that was my view, you know, growing up was I had a little I do bit of a view. I do think the Methodists are going to hell. Well, there is a potential you know. for, part, but, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and this show is no longer sponsored by, re- anyway. <laughs> But I mean, that's what I thought is that that's what the church is doing. We're blessed to be in different churches every single week. And, and, and I don't see it anymore. Like I see different denominations that truly are, are wanting to know Christ. They have the essentials down. And so if you hear somebody try and like I did level that arguments against Christianity and go, I can't believe anything you say because you're all arguing with each other. It's like, yeah, we're arguing over whether sprinkle or, or yeah. submersion. Does that really matter? Nobody's arguing over the, the 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 inerrancy of the Word of God. Well, I say that, and we've got some liberal churches out there, but excommunicating the liberal churches from, from being honest Christian churches who are seeking Christ. I, I mean, when you get to the be- death, burial, resurrection, the virgin birth, the inerrancy of Scripture, there's just certain things that I don't see the, the church at large arguing over those things. I, I see whether or not we should have a, a guitar or a piano. Who cares at that point? Right, you know? yep. That's great. So where's Reasons for Hope headed? Um, I mean, you've seen tremendous growth in the last 12 years. You're doing these different things like you do for us at the Bible Conference, going out, running youth camps, running whatever. What, what's, what's on well, the The reason why we're here, and, and, and one thing, in the world that I live in, I deal with the finances, Matt, and that has been the toughest thing for me from a, from a standpoint of what's ministry, and what's finances? Yeah, and and you can cross that line very very easily. Yeah. Um, if I had it my way, I would be independent, wealthy, and I would never have to ask for money for reasons for hope. Right. Yep. But the fact of the matter is, and that's where I struggle, Matt, because you look at the books every day and, and you get frustrated over Dave having a eighteen dollar meal instead of a twelve dollar meal. <laughs> right. And, and and it's tough. And and I cross that line. And, and so finances, asking is not fun. Right. Um, and you don't want to do it. So where we're headed is a lot. You know, we would like to actually add more. Um, we're here at the NRB convention because we have not been able to crack the social media world. Um, we believe we have great content, but our stuff is not moving, yep. you know, to, to places where we're getting mass audiences. We're in that place right now with this podcast. Yeah. But we believe the content's great. But we're just trying to, but keep going. I didn't. Yeah. No. 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 Go ahead. I, 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 and you know, it's it's Dave Glander. He's a very, very he 
When he goes and speaks, he changes lives. Yeah. And, and how can we get that instead of 100 people, Matt, how can we get 1,000 people, 5,000? 100,000. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where we believe social media. But we're also learning is that maybe you won't. Yeah. And that's why the speaking part is growing. And maybe that's why. Maybe it's because it takes an in-person. You know, we, we went into the social media after COVID, yeah. right? Everybody started doing podcasts, Zoom. That's the, I don't want to say it's easy. It's always difficult because you, you're a talented editor, you're not. Yeah. You're engaging or you're not. But the tough part is being the foot soldier, going out, Dave Glander being on the road 185 days this year, spending, he, starting next week, Matt, Dave Glander will not see his wife for a long time. All I see is his picture at the airport all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that takes a very special individual, takes a special family. Well, I was going to say wife. it takes a special wife as well yeah. who, will, who understands the call. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we headed. Um, I would hope we could be adding our founder, Carl Kirby. There's always a shelf life to a speaker. Yeah. And so can we build something lassy? Can we build another Dave Blander? Can we build, you know, another Frank? Um, the Lord will lead. Sometimes we I think mean, we'll lead him, but there is a shelf life us. to a speaker, but I mean the good ones, their shelf life is basically till they die. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's a, lot he's of a good one. Yes. Yeah, I can just tell you, like I appreciate we, that. We wouldn't man. keep bringing him back. It, um, and I'm Carl's great. We had Carl. Yep. So you guys are doing that well. Um, what's your What's your have you been to NRB before? No, it's the first time. What's your read? Um, <laughs> well, I might not be the po most popular opinion on this. Yeah. Um, what's real and what isn't? Yep. Who's looking for a view versus who's looking to get the message out there? Yep. And the first six to seven to eight hours, you can question that from booth to booth. Yeah. And um, I know. You, uh, say that. Define what you mean by looking for a view versus looking to get the yeah, message. Yeah, are you are you looking to grow an audience, but not looking to spread the true word of God? Yeah, amen, amen. And and that's a, a fine line. Yep. That people think they need to go somewhere to get a view. Yeah. But is that where the Lord really? You know, if you were to meet Jesus two seconds after you did that. Yep. Are you going to be proud? Right. Or are you not going to be a proud? And are you are you taking something out of context? or making it bigger than what it really is just to get your views to go from 100 to 2,000 to 5,000 to 100,000. Right. What I see here, I'm gonna steal this from Carl. I told him I wish he was here. Yeah. Because being a son of a former wrestler, he can smell a fake and a fraud from a mile away. Yeah. And he, I would love to get his perspective on that. That's a great, I, I love that. I, this is my third year. Um, and I came down here having inherited this role. So our ministry started out with a weekly radio broadcast, 1936. And when I started in 2020, that was all we did. Okay. It was immediately evident to me. First of all, this is the last thing I ever thought I would do. And Tim Butker, who you've met, yes. he, he's the one, he was on the board and he said, Matt, you need to take this job. And I'm like, yeah, right. You, I'm never doing that. This ministry has one foot in the grave and you're not gonna get anyone good. That's what, that was my response. He, <laughs> he, he said, pray about it. And so I said, I'll pray about it. And one thing he said to me, by the way, was the slate could not be more blank. I mean, the board understands where they're at. They understand what this is. And I mean, within reason, you're gonna be able to do whatever you want. Which helped, yeah. That was huge. Yeah. 
So I prayed about it that night. I told my wife, I went in the house. I was in my truck on the phone, went in the house, told her. She laughed, <laughs> which I was laughing too. Like, yeah, right. Like, we'd do that. Because we were familiar with this ministry, which my view was that its heyday was back in the 90s and yeah. the 80s when they had this phenomenal radio preacher and people were doing that. And like, it was past its prime and it's going down. So I'm looking through our very modest budget. And I'm trying to go, okay, how are we going to cut expenses and increase output? We got to get on the podcast. So we do some of that. And that's slow going. It's yep. still a little bit slow. Yep. And, uh, and so I see this $1,000 to be part of NRB. And then the expense of going down there. And previously, when they came down, all they would do is come and walk around the thing and try to, you know, learn stuff. Network, right? Yeah, network. And and I went to my first NRB 2021, thinking, I'm going down there so that I can, with credibility, tell our board all the reasons why we're done with these guys. It's not worth our time, and we're going to cut that expenditure from the budget. And I had the exact opposite. Now, the thing was, is what you're describing is exactly what my impression was. But I also saw that some people were doing this, what I would call the right way and for the right reason. Yeah. And I saw, I think we could do it the right way and for the right reason, and it could benefit our ministry. So the next year, this sounds crazy. We got a booth. You were there. Yeah. And I don't know what we spent on that booth, but it was, it was yeah, it was multiple thousand dollars. And then we, instead of flying just the director down, brought down my technical director who brought down a gal who does some social media spent a lot of money yeah. by our standards yeah then the dude who does booths calls us this year and says hey do you want a booth and last year was i learned a lot it was good for us it was great for us but i also it wasn't as great as it could have been so when they offered us this um we're talking about we 4500 bucks just for this plus now we brought five people down yeah and thankfully you guys jumped in and helped us out and whatever we need to do to help make that worth it to you i I hope we can do but i can tell you right now we're just not done with day one yet and this is i mean this is very very valuable for our ministry and to your to your issue of views versus getting the message out if we're oriented the right way if we're truly about what we say we're about presenting Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world, promoting the truth of God's word, the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we need to get views. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But but it's like, what's leading what here? Right. I, yes. I, as, Great as way I, to put that, man. As I stand before God, for us, the message is leading the deal. Yes. But in order for the message to get out, we got we to gotta be diligent and good stewards of our social media of our website of our podcast stuff and frankly we need to kick that stuff up which is what this kind of exposure is helping us get i don't know if you guys will be on the same journey or if you will you know like me from your first time to your third time oh very similar man but but instead of going home and saying we're cutting ties with these guys it was we're getting a booth and then and i was about puking at how much we spent last year (laughs) and then it's like now we're going to do it like way more this year what we've ended up doing is cutting some radio stations that aren't terribly fruitful that were our bread and butter at one day so that we could free up those dollars to come down here. That being said, everything you're talking about, about who's real and who's fake, I, I see it right now. Yeah. Walking past. Yeah. 
and you know what I mean. Well, and, and and it's and it's tough. It's tough. I'm just I'm just speaking. You, you're gonna get honesty out of me, no matter if you want it or not. It's tough because here I am in shorts and a t-shirt, tattoos, a fluffy beard that wants to be Santa Claus-esque. And I'm sure those folks who I'm looking at them going, why do you have so much hairspray in your hair with makeup and you just had lip injections and- Why are you wearing a white suit? Why are you wearing a white suit with high heels that are 14 inches tall? <laughs> it's kind of like the first time I saw an Amish person and me and the kids just looked at each other like we were both freaks, you know? They're looking at me like, what kind of freak? And I'm looking at them like, what kind of freak is this? You know, it's just hard because because I, I I want to assume Wade I want to assume Matt that these people are here for the right reason they're yeah. here to make much of the name of Jesus Christ yep that we're all on the same getting back to the essentials of the essentials you know and maybe that's just their way of doing it versus my way of doing it but if I because if I had to be honest there's a lot of pretension here that is just it's very hard to I, it, it, I almost want to chuckle half the time while I'm walking around. I'm like, how tight can you get those skinny jeans, dude? <laughs> like, how, uh, do you have pennies in those loafers? Seriously, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but then again, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe God's called them in that mission field because they may reach somebody. But I do want to say this, though, in, in regard, because you and I were talking about this a lot, and especially over lunch, and, and, and what you were just saying reminds me of it. And, and maybe this is, in, you know, I mean, this is a booster to somebody who's listening, who, who's in the same spot. You know, I look at I look at the booth next to us, and obviously, I don't even know who it is. Who is it? Jack Hibbs. Yeah, he's hit. He's huge, right? Yeah. I guarantee you, at one point in time, he was going, man, I spent $1,000 on this stinking booth and had, like, two interviews. We had three listeners. I just, I, I have I have always prayed this. I looked at I looked at the Bible and I looked at ministries that I Answers in Genesis is one of the ministries I'm about to mention. Ken came with fossils in his trunk from Australia, right? And and he would drive to churches and knock on the front door and go, "I've got some fossils in my trunk. I would love to talk about Genesis." That's how he started. And now look, <laughs> he's built an ark and a creation museum. And then I look at like you know, hey David, you're going to be king but go feed the sheep for the next 12 years. Yeah. Or I look at Paul. Paul, I believe when Paul was nearly stoned to death, God showed him like, man, I'm going to make you two-thirds writer of the, the of my book, and I'm going to make you a super apostle. But instead, go hide in Damascus for 14 years before you return back to Jerusalem, right? Yeah. And so I always prayed to God. I'm like, God, I could, listen, I could do this right now. I I'm trying not to be conceited, but I, I've got a magnetic personality. I could go out there and be like, you want Jesus? Ha! Turn to your Bibles and I'm going to tell you, you are the head and not the tail. That's right. You are the successor. There is nothing that can stand against you. What powers may set up against you, God may destroy in front of you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the people I could do that and I could be an overnight success. Yeah. I want to tell the truth. You're not faithful. I want to tell the yeah. truth. Yep. I, and, and sometimes when you're out and you're just trying to share the word, yep. it's not, you're not, it's going to take a while. Yep. So the encouragement is, is like, I'm sure at one point that, that probably just bled over into their broadcast. <laughs> I got these headphones on and there's a limiter here. So I don't realize how loud that must've been, but was it really loud? It was loud. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> the cops will be here in a minute. Did you anyway. hear the thunder, Dave? That was, <laughs> that was the voice of God <laughs> right there. Um, but no, my point is this, like 
be faithful to the gospel. Be yes. faithful. And, and I know the finances suck sometimes and it's all, but all these people who do have like a, you know, Eric Metaxas down there with his set, I'm sure at one point in time he was sitting there with a microphone that, that crackled when he talked through it and he was trying to make, you know, so. Well, you were going to say something. Yeah, but, it was just, we, we have invested, the reason why we came and I love the idea and thank you for offering it because it was a way for us to get here for 1500 bucks instead of 4500 So yeah. what you offered to us was was a, a tremendous value because we have stuck, Matt, a lot of money into video. Yeah. A lot. You've seen some of our debunk stuff that doesn't yep. come for free. We did the Glad You Asked TV show, which I love, but nothing's hit, yeah. right? And when I say hit, we haven't, you know, broke, the we, we haven't broke the the seal yet to get to people where that makes economic, you know, yeah. we get e e economic sense. Yep. In, in fact, if if somebody looked at our sheets and went, you spent that on that and you get this through in return, right. you know, they might fire the CEO, which would be me. <laughs> uh, so we, we thought, you know what, we need, we need to be here, so thank you for asking. And, and we just got to see, is this the avenue? Because sometimes we prayerfully go, maybe the Lord's just yeah. saying we are a speaking ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we are. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the debunked stuff, yeah. just quickly. Yeah, um, we have a... Um, an incredibly good talent that that Carl knew way back in 2010. Um, he actually started the Candace Owen shows on PragerU. Wow. He actually helped redefine their animated uh, with PragerU. Really good and stuff. He's, yes, and he's now with us. And so he created this animated three-minute, fast-paced, um, get-the-attention-span-of-these-kids topics. Um, you know, there's no evidence for God. Um, you know, there's all nothing, that type of stuff. There's nothing wrong with abortion. Yeah. Science, and, science and Christianity are at odds. What are your two or three most popular ones? Because we'll link those in the show notes. Yeah. Um, the first one, there's no evidence for God. In fact, that was the first one that we did. The, the second one would be the ark. The animals could not fit on the ark. That one's yeah. hugely popular. We debunked that. And then our, our, our latest one that's surprising, um, the fossil ones, we have two on fossils that are really good. But nobody loves you. Oh wow! That one's been really, really popular. Um, I believe it's debunked 20, 21 or something like that. Yeah. I'll get you those links, so, Matt. Yeah, those those three that you well, mentioned. But, yes. but no, but we yeah. have we have to throw that. There's nothing wrong with abortion one in there. It may not be one of the most popular ones, but in my for my two bucks, it's one of the most powerful ones. It's it's a it's a way to take down. The, the notion of the, the correctness of abortion within four minutes. It's, it is interesting, though, what you're talking about. Like, it's it, I've seen this stuff, and not all of it that you've mentioned, but I've seen right. some of it, and it's very, very good. You know what Thank I mean? Thank you. I just had a lady tell me today, and I'm not trying to pump us up or anything, and this is the Lord. All this stuff is the Lord. But she said, I've been interviewed since I was five years old. She's probably 65, 70. She said, that's the best interview I've ever had. Wow. wow. Praise just God. Just in terms of how she just said the way that you pulled the story together and kept it moving and, and kind of slowed me down so we could fill in some things, you know. And so I go, okay, it, it's got to be decent content. Yeah. Yeah. So what the flip? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but but you trust the Lord. Yes. And, and here's the thing is I think, you know, if I'm just playing armchair psychologist slash former pastor, I think once you're a pastor, you can't ever leave it. Like it, it gets in your blood and you just can't. So if I was a pastor, I'd say this. Let's just say tomorrow he just blew the ceiling off of CC Podcast. Can you handle it? No. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, good, there's a good chance that 
couldn't handle you it. Get, you get a big head yep. real quick. I know it. You I know? know? It. And so I think it's that slow drip, which is what I've prayed. Like, God, I think don't. right now I wouldn't. So let's go. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. You were going to finish a point, though. You said what? You were going to finish a point. Um, I, I, I was just saying, um, you know, you're talking about Metaxas, this guy. They all had humble beginnings, King Ham with fossil yeah. in the back. What we need to get to the point of is if it never happens the way it did for them, I'm content. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And. Well, the sad part of that is, is living in your world now, there's finances involved with this but, that have to make sense. But, but in, and, and I also need to be like, whether I got a million views or 10 views, I trust that the Lord is doing what he wants with this content. Yeah. yeah. And it's pleasing to him. Well, that's, that's the thing. And I was telling Great somebody point. earlier, I would rather get to Jesus' throne and, and him look at me and just do this giant divine face palm. Like, oh, because, dude, what were you doing? And I was like, Jesus, I was trying, man. I, I, was, I was giving it yeah. my best to, like, make as much of you as I could, you know? Yeah. And him just going, what an idiot you were. Like, you just did all. I would rather that, honestly, than getting there and him going, why didn't, you know, I gifted you with these things. Why didn't you use them? It's like, well. I didn't have the money or I didn't have the time or I didn't have the confidence or, you know, I would just, cause that, that's gotta be like humiliating when you get there and him just go, why I, I gave you these gifts. Why didn't you use them versus like trying and failing? You know, I would rather try to make much of Jesus and fail than not try at all, you know, yeah. but, but Thir- there's, but there's, but there's a wisdom to that, yeah. you know, Thursday, our one on tattoos comes out. Is it a sin to get a tattoo? Oh, cool. Thursday. Yeah. So we just got that one finished up. We saw the final version last week. It is way good. Bob, awesome. Bob is so the most, talented. The most the, the, tattooed the, the, one of the, yeah. of the ministry has yet to see it yet. But <laughs> the what? I mean, the, the most, most tattooed. The most tattooed person in the ministry has yet <laughs> they to see run it yet. Past No, you. they were like, we don't want him to see this. I might lose my job after it. No, no, but, no, but I like the way we're doing this because we're doing like a, um, we're setting it up and it's going to be like a, a live broadcast where Bub's, Bub's going to be there, right? Yeah. To, to like yes. take questions like, how did you guys come up with the content? Whatever the questions may be, it's, it's going to be a live kind of bring people into it moment. Uh, I think that we're living in a time, we talk about this with the denominations and stuff, where more, more and more ministries, churches, denominations, ministry leaders, pastors are veering off the path. And so I think that those of us that are, by the grace of God, on the path still and able to lead ministries that are on the path. If we stay on that path, I think there's going to be more and more demand for what we're doing. Yeah. And, and I would now, I also want to talk more about this whole NRB experience. Um, I, I'm not sitting here like I can judge everyone's heart. I can't. Amen. But I agree, well, he's also wearing a camouflage hat, a peach and white striped Nike shirt. Nike some, of all the some great, backwards, And the hat's on backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got glasses hanging around his collar, some gray shorts and what are you, some loafers or something. I, yeah, we're not really sure. His wife so, did not dress him this morning. <laughs> so uh, I think that there's no question. You look at all the booths here. And you look at all the people, and I, I can't go one by one and say they're good, they're right. not, they're good, they're not. In general, there are some frauds here. There, yes, there, there, yeah, there definitely are. Absolutely. Um, and and I think that, uh, you know, the, some of the history of NRB that I learned, this is interesting. The first year I was at NRB was in Texas. Tony Evans was on the board, is on the board, was a founding board member, I'm not sure which, but he spoke at that NRB. And... 
the message he gave was phenomenal. And I didn't realize at the time how pointed it was toward NRB, but he was ripping NRB in a Tony Evans way. And he, he gave one of his kingdom sermons, and he's an insider. Yeah. He, he's the urban alternative. He's, yes. he's as big time as it gets, okay? But, but he went down this road of, um, if you've heard him talk about his kingdom stuff, you know, it's not Republican or Democrat, yes. conservative or liberal. Right. And he starts by kind of ripping on liberals. And, you know, the, in, in his world, black churches that have draped themselves with the Democrat Party. And everyone, everyone's kind of like, yeah, get them. And then, and then he <laughs> turns on the Republicans and the white people and is equally pointed. Yeah. And it's just about it. It's Jesus. It's not about yeah. all this other stuff. And I didn't, I w- this is my first year at NRB. I don't know what this organization is. I don't know what, but I heard people kind of the ripple effect of what he said as I was mixing around after that for the next couple of days was that he really took a shot at some golden calves around here. Good. And and I, I think based on what I could piece together from some of those conversations from people who have been around, and you still get a feel for this a yeah. little bit, yeah. that there is a Republicanism to this there is a conservative political agenda-ness to what goes on here now here's where i need to be careful i mean this this christian crusaders we're not we're we're in the bible and the gospel and all that and and if you want to research where i'm at on that stuff you just look online i mean i'm i'm my positions are clear and i would be one who would tend to align with all that but I think what we've learned in the last 5, 10, 20 years is that evangelicals hitching their plow to political stuff, and I'm all for political involvement. I think Christians should pray and vote and run for mayor if God calls them to or senator or whatever. Uh, But I think there's been, you know, the religious right, the moral majority, all that kind of stuff has not been good in the big picture, in the long term, yeah. for uh, the truth of God in a culture that's increasingly hostile to it. Yep. I'm trying to be careful what I'm saying, but at the same time, I know, I know what. Yeah, I know. But at the same time, describing some of what we're seeing here, and I want to be very clear, Matt. I I can say that, but I crossed that line. Somebody can look at me on a on a day that we. Uh, send out a, a YouTube thing and it's got a hundred views and I worry about how many views we had. So I'm, sometimes I cross the line of being that fake and fraud that I'll, I'm only concerned about right. the hundred views and it was some of the best content that we've yeah. done. But I don't, so I, 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 but I don't I, think that concern I don't wanna, is I don't want to be demeaning, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. But I do want to be demeaning in the cases where it's like, <laughs> where, where, where these guys are actually trying to uh, hijack evangelicalism yes. for yeah. a purpose other than yeah. evangelicalism. And there are some... Or, or, yeah. or I would even say... Goodness, Great point. Great point. I think... Is evangelicalism a word? I, I was going to say... It is. All right. Because I, I was going to say, I'm the king of making up words, and that was a no, good one. What I was going to say is I think that evangelicalism is hijacking things for its own purpose, which it are in, in certain places not biblical like evangelicalism and biblical christianity in some places are drifting apart well we'll put it this way you you have blessed me and trust me with leading the youth track at at cedar fall conference right 
you're also going to see a limited amount of people that I bring out with me. That's not because I don't have contacts with a whole slew of people that I could get. Yep. I'm very picky about who's going to be involved with what we're doing because there's a lot of folks out there that just have have a um, have the wrong interest in mind. Yeah. We'll just we'll just there, there's a, there's a lot of ego involved and 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 that's a fine line. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. It's like I really don't use Facebook for anything other than pretty much just self-promotion if you yeah, will yeah letting people know where i'm at what i'm doing you know yeah and and sharing the reasons for hope thing it's, it's i'm using it for promotion and and what i hope people don't see when they look at my facebook is like oh he's all about self-promotion because yeah. there's this really fine line like yeah if i don't do that if i don't do that then i don't look a certain way and if i don't look a certain way as far as like my influence when people see oh you're all over the place i want to get you at my church if I'm nowhere, nobody wants me to speak at their church. Right. So there's like this weird dichotomy between like, yeah, you have to, you have to have a, a an influence, a position of influence. Yeah. In order to do that, there's a level of self-promotion. Yep. In order to do that, there's a level of ego. Yep. I, I would like to think I'm a good speaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And let me just tell you, quite honestly, the first time I ever spoke should have been the last. It was, <laughs> when I say a train wreck, it was a disaster. Yeah. But God worked on me because my heart was right, and he he, yeah. he trained me up into where I'm at. But there's it's weird. It's, it's just like, Wade, you're in a weird position because it's a ministry. But it's also a business. Mm -hmm. there, there's there's people's lives that are their livelihood is on the line right. through through the finances that come through and and, and and stuff in the ministry. So it's a it's a weird. But I, I just think for the, for at least the three of us sitting at this table at this particular podcast, I, I think our hearts are are so in tune with wanting to get the gospel out there, so yeah. that we can reach a lost and dying world, so that we can overcome false things that are being taught to our, our kids and stuff to the point where, like Carl says, I can spot a fake and a fraud from a mile away. And I'll never bring a fake or a fraud to the Cedar Falls Bible Conference youth track because I'm not having a fake or fraud come through there, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's it's just but it's it's a but it's a weird, you know, you you've got to self promote in order to it, build a, build a build a desire for somebody to invite you to their church or, or you know people want real. Yes. Right? Yeah. People for are sure. craving for it now. Yeah. They have seen this stuff. They have seen now. They see how everything can be edited to make look fancy. Yep. They want real. Yep. When they get Dave, they get real. That's right. I have an athletic background. That's why I love athletics because you can't have fake. They keep score. That's yeah. right. Right. Yeah. You can't. That's fake, a good point. You can't fake the That's DT against the guard. That's okay. Right. That guard who faked it is going to get his butt kicked. That's right. Right. Yep. That's why I love athletics. We need to bring that culture more into ministry. Yes. And I like not that. be afraid to go. You're not getting it done, son. Yeah. Amen. You either get benched or get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because you aren't getting it done. Absolutely. We have too many people that it's okay, Matt. Matt, it's okay. You just don't, you just got your butt kicked, Matt. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. No, it's not okay. We're losing. Yeah. That's, we are losing that's how people. I treat, that's how I treat the so students. So let's get it on. Yeah. You know, we got to win. Amen. It's a win. That's how I treat the students. You should have seen Frank's face, uh, last, Frank and April's face last year at one of the equips. Because I had one kid who was inspiring two or three others at one o'clock in the morning to go out. Well, that is strictly against our policy. So the first time it happened, I was like, look, I know I like to have fun. I'm that guy. My foot's going down, though. I'm telling you, don't do that because your parents are going to come and pick you up. If I find out who you are, they're going to come and pick you up. 
it happened the next morning. I get the same thing from, from a couple of the leaders in the cabin saying, oh, they were out there. They didn't know who they were, but they were out there. And I literally, I pulled a coach. Back in, back in our day, man, the coach would smack you on the head and call you a piece of dirt. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing, you piece of dirt? You know? Nowadays, you do that, you're going to have like, I don't know, somebody's going to come in lawsuit or something like that. But so I just, so I was like, I'm just going to say it because it's, we're, we're on, you can edit it if you want to, you can bleep it out. But I was like, you're pissing me off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Frank and April were like, did he just say that? But I'm, but I wasn't playing with them. I'm not, I'm not going to play with you. Like your soul's on the line. Right. I don't have time for you. You're here. I'm going to give you the best time you're going to have at Equip. You're going to enjoy yourself. But, man, I got a couple of rules, and if you don't follow them, I'm not just going to go, okay, Susie, okay, Bobby, it's okay, just don't do it again. No. The second time you did it, I was like, dude, you're pissing me off. Stop it. You know, they didn't do it again. Right. You know? That's good. Back to the self-promotion thing. Here's how I thought about it. I have a pretty robust social media involvement on Instagram and on Facebook. And I, I, I really, before God, I mean, I post a lot of stuff that looks like a lot of stuff that other people post that is self-promotional. Because that's how those people are. And I'm not saying I don't have an ounce of that in me. I don't yeah. have any pride. I don't have any whatever. But, but when I, I, what I'm trying to do with social media, I'm trying to present myself probably about i don't know half the time or so to just be a normal dude i do the same stuff you all do i go to baseball games i uh cut down a christmas tree with my family i whatever yeah um so that i can build credibility yeah with people as a guy who's like them so that when i bring the other stuff it's not like it's just Jesus, 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 yeah. Bible, 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 yeah, yeah. and that's all, that's all, that's all. Yeah. And so I got to throw a picture of my kids up there once in a while. Yeah. And, and I don't really care if people like that or not, but in my mind, it makes me relatable. It, yeah. And it makes, we're back to real again. It yeah. makes me credible so that when I, when I give a message that's more substantive and about the Lord or about truth, it, it'll be received yeah. by a broader number of people. Well, and I think getting back to the fake or fraud thing, you said you said you're not doing it to be prideful, and I agree with that. When I post something that I'm doing, I am proud of what I'm doing. Like I'm yeah, proud yeah. to serve the Lord. For sure. I'm, I'm proud to to go and speak at a church or but, at a conference or something. So, there's, but there's a difference between being proud of what you're doing and being prideful in what you're doing. Yeah. And, and again, I think especially with the youth community, dude, if you're a fake. You've lost their attention. They, but but God's given me a gift of breaking that wall down within about three seconds because they say this dude's an idiot. There, there is a there is a reason why Jesus said the innocence of a child, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they got that that figured out. Yeah, it's yeah. when we get when when we get to adults where we mess that part of it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think that, and you know what, the Lord's going to deal with me, and I invite Him to. If I'm getting out of line on that, if I'm making it about right. me, yeah, and. Uh, let me tell you, I've, I've made it about me. Like yeah, in my younger years, it was, yeah. it was largely about me. Some of the preaching I did back in my younger years, gosh, it was terrible. <laughs> you know, I mean, because it was, it was about how can I put together an illustration or a story or something that really tugs on people's heartstrings. I wasn't terribly concerned about the text. Yeah. I mean, I would have said I was. I wasn't. Yeah. 
So, but the Lord has put me through circumstances and dealt with me so that that... That goldfish one, though, that illustration that dude did with the goldfish, that was a good one, though. <laughs> I'm all about illustrations like that. Tell him. He doesn't know. It's, I wasn't in the room, but I we're, we were at Cedar Falls Bible Conference, and we do an interview over there, and there's this three goldfish sitting in a bowl. One. Year after year. I got Pink Floyd just called a sudden popped in my head. <laughs> one. Swimming in a fish... Was it? No. One, yeah, one It was just the one? He okay. took it out. Yeah, so so the one gold, that's what it was, the one goldfish. So the guy takes it out and sets it on the table, and he goes to preaching. And he's just ignoring the fish laying on the table just as he's talking. around, yeah. dying. Yeah, he's, the fish is dying, oh, you know. Man. And so the guy's just talking, you know, and finally he stops or something. You, you might have to tell he, the story. He's like down on his knee, and he's just like, he didn't preach a whole lot. He just sat there. He's like, I'm going to take this fish out and dump it out here. And he's describing like. You understand what's happening right now, right? <laughs> He's like, this thing can't live outside of water, and it knows it's not out of it knows it's not out of water. It doesn't have much time left, and what's going to happen? It's going to you know not get oxygen because it pulls oxygen from water, and it's going to. He's like going through this, and he just like <laughs> methodically just letting this thing flop around. It's kind of flop. It was this little stool, so it's like flopping off the edge, and you kind of keep it on the table, and it's right in the camera shot. Phil Hopper, Pastor yeah. Phil Hopper from Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. And, uh, I mean, the tension in the room is just going <laughs> through the roof. And it's so ridiculous if you think about it. Because, yeah. like, we kill minnows all the time. We go fishing, <laughs> right, right, you know right. I mean? right. Like, right. <laughs> this thing is insignificant. And so it's just like, and like about the time you think he's going to put it back in, he's like, he doesn't. And then it's like drawing out and drawing out the tension's building. And he's like, so uh, what do you guys think? You want me to put this back in the water? And everyone's like, yes. You know, like, and so he puts it in the water. He said, here's what concerns me is there are a lot of you in this room that are more concerned about that fish than you are the soul of your neighbor. Wow. I know. Man. Wow. I Mike know. And it's just like, Mike boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, how do we, how do we get on the, that? Because yeah. you said about bad great. illustrations, and it I'm reminded with me of that. I'm with two What do you mean, how do we get on that? <laughs> okay, so. Uh, hey, we got to talk about a quip. That's, that's, uh, I started that 10 years yeah, ago. Good. We rolled that under, uh, under R for H, Reasons for Hope. And um, last year we did two camps, which was exciting to do two camps in two different states. This year we're doing five. We're doing New Jersey, Indiana, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Are they full yet? And uh, they're not full yet. Well, Georgia's sold out. Uh, South Carolina is really close to selling out. Um, there's some. There's a little bit of room left at Indiana. New Jersey's got some room. Um, what, and North Carolina's got how long is it? So so uh, it's it's either a six day five night or a uh, five day four night depending on where we're at. Um, most of them are six day five night. Um, but it's 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 what's cool about it is this: my son was going to camp back when he was a kid, and um, and and he was coming home, and I would say, well, "What did you get from camp?" And he, "Oh, it was awesome." And I'd say, "But what was your big takeaway?" "Oh, Jesus ruler." And I was like, "Okay, but what was the <laughs> what was the number one thing that just stood out?" You know, uh, "Worship was great." Three days later, it's like he didn't even go to camp. Yep. Just done, you know? And so I sat there going, okay, how can we solve this? And I knew that if we could get apologetics incorporated into it, but I didn't want to just have an apologetics camp where it's like show up, sit down, we're going to put you through school. You just got out of school. Right. You're on summer break. Right. Now I want you to just sit there and be in school again for another week. 
so there had to be a balance between like learning and fun. And so it was like, okay, if we go to a legit campground that has zip lines and rock walls and giant swings and gaga ball and volleyball and baseball, basketball, football, soccer, the whole thing, and, and just, you know, all the activities, lake, canoes, kumbaya with s'mores at night, you know, the whole, <laughs> and we give them that just experience. Just what a financial guys to hear is all that liability, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, we were asked for an insurance thing before, uh, but, uh, uh, but anyway, so, so, so I wanted to give them the full experience, but here's the thing. We sit them down on a six-day camp. We sit them down 17 times in six days, and we sew into them the, the Word of God backed up by solid apologetics that, that defend why we should believe the Word of God, why we should believe Jesus. And so... There's, but if you told them 17 times before they went, right? They yeah. wouldn't. They, if they've never gone before, they'd be like, "I'm not going to that stupid camp." You know, here's what happens, dude. They come to the camp. We've got alumni who have been there eight, nine years now. We've got we've got Gabby who graduated out of there, who's now a part of our ministry. Alyssa who graduated out of Equip, who's now a part of our ministry. We've got people who want to um, intern with us who are who are graduating. Who's like, after I graduate, can I intern with you guys? Because man, they don't want to leave. That's how. And then when you get them in there, it's an hour long session each time. Dude, we'll finish with the hour long session, and it's like, okay, go zip line over the lake or into the lake or something like, or or go giant, you know, slip and slide into the lake and they're like hold on i got one more question they don't want to go that's how hungry they are and so that's that's a quit man it, it works and we've teamed up with alex mcfarland he, he we have, we're doing these camps jointly so he's helped us on the afr network which we set that agreement up at your camp that's right yeah, that we got to yeah. meet with alex and we met in the conference room and alex like i i can't run camps this guy can run camps yeah so you did two last year so we've always this so it's our tenth year anniversary. We've always done one, and then last year we were able to expand into Georgia and South Carolina, and then this year we're doing five. So we've more than we doubled last year, and then we're more than doubling this year. I know there was talk about coming up and maybe doing one in Cedar Falls. We're looking at what's it. the I'm, I'm meeting with the guy in Cedar Rapids. What um, do you need? Let's talk. Okay. Well, here no here here's what we need. So in order to start a new camp, you need buy-in. You've got to have churches who are like, okay, I'm going to commit to coming. Um, and that's usually a minimum of 25 to 50, depending on the campground. And what's the cost? Uh, we right now we've got the cost at 375, which is cheap. Wow, it's 400s a barrier, Matt. We're losing money. Yeah, but we have Dave. We've only been apart with him for one year, and the number of lives changed is like we have to do this. It's not an option. Yeah, that's awesome. And 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 he's got 10 years of it. But we found a barrier at 400 bucks. Wow. So we have to fundraise. We were blessed last year um, by a gentleman out of uh, Chattanooga who covered it. Wow. And we got a fundraise, but we're not going to try to go above 375 because we just can't. We don't, we don't want it to get to the point where parents can't afford to send right. their kids. You yeah. know? And, and, and what we do is we start the registration early enough. Um, and, and we give them a chance to, we give them ideas. We've got concepts for fundraising that are foolproof that, that I've used for years that if any church is interested in doing fundraising, it's, you can either do it where it's a group fundraiser or you can do it where it's individual fundraiser, but it takes the weight off because some parents have two, three, four kids that yep. they're trying to send through. What are the ages? Uh, it's middle and high school, but here's the thing. We'll get, you know, parents who have three kids, one's in middle, one's in high, and one will be in middle next year or something like that, yeah. some, something to that equation. And so they'll say, can the little one come? You know, he's 12 years old. And what I tell the parents is this. I'm like, look, are they going to walk away with as much as the 17-year-old? No. 
They're not going to, they're not, but what that's going to do though, is it's going to plant seeds in them yeah. to the point where when they come back, when they're 13, 14, 15 going through, they're already going to be, that soil's going to be tilled. So it's not going to hurt them being there. Yep. So we'll, we'll make exceptions. We've, we've had as young as like 11 and 12, but generally speaking, 13 to, to 18. And then, and then, but then we also have like youth groups will, will have people graduate out of their program that still come with them. So we'll have 19 and 20 year olds come. But what I do then is I'm like, okay, you're no longer in high school. I'm putting you down as a leader. Yep. You're going to be a cabin leader. Yep. You're going to be the one in, who's, and we go, we have them in there with the leaders meeting that we have on the first night where we go over what we expect from the leaders and stuff. And we, we make them into leaders, man. So I'm real strong on like, man, let's get them serving. So. That's great. Um, where can they find out? R4H.com? They can go to R4H.com and go under events, or you can go to EquipRetreat.org, and it'll take you to the same page. And R4H is R-F-O-R-H.com. Yes. Reasons for Hope. It's short yes. for R and H. Yeah. Got it. Um, one last question. We've talked about this before. I want to talk about it again. Uh, there are people who say, you know, kids are just into relational ministry. They don't want to do apologetics. Baloney. I say the Bull same thing, and, 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 and so I've always argued your position on this, argued with your position on this, not against yeah. it. And I'm always, well, Reister, you're the type of person who's more analytical and more so are they. scientific so in the way you they. think about things. And so, but you're not like everyone else. No, no. They, these, listen, these kids eat up apologetics. I mean, they eat it. Some of them lean towards more towards the creation side. Some lean more towards um, the philosophical side. Some, you know what I'm saying? Like within I'm, apologetics, with, within the within the realm of apologetics, they they lean towards cultural issue apologetics. There's there's different hot points, but generally speaking, when when kids are engaged with apologetics, I see the light bulbs going off, man, and they're they're walking away with their chest held out high, you know, and not not in a bad way because we. We don't want them to walk away going, okay, now go argue everywhere you go. You know, what, what we do is we, 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 we are the entirety of First Peter 3.15. Most of the time you just hear, always be ready to give a defense to anybody who asks you for the reason for hope that's within you. That's where that word apologetics comes from is the word defense in Greek is apologia. Yeah. But the entire verse is first set apart Christ as Lord in your heart. If, if you haven't set apart Christ as Lord in your heart, don't go out trying to make a defense for anything. You've got to go and get right with Christ. Yeah. Then go out and make a defense for why you believe what you believe. And the final thing is do it with gentleness and respect. Don't go out there and bash people over the head because that's you're never going to argue somebody into the kingdom. And, and, and at a quip, at, at Reasons for Hope, period, whether it's a quip or if we're being called into a church or, or Cedar Falls, debunk, we're doing it with a, with a level of, like, respect people. You know, I've, I was talking to a lady earlier who has a podcast about um, ex-atheists ex and agnostics who, who came around, and I thought, well, that's an interesting podcast. And she said, um, she said, how would you say that you reach atheists? I said, listen, stop talking. Show them the respect and listen to what they're saying and let the Holy Spirit tell you where their hot button is because evidence isn't always going to drive them to Christ. Right. I would love if that was, if that were a fact, I would just simply figure out how to get evidence to every single person by dropping pamphlets from airplanes or so. I don't know. I would right. do it. You know, <laughs> right. we would spend millions on, on broadcast to do it, but evidence doesn't always do it. Personal relationship does, but listen, stop and listen. And so that's a lot of what we train them to do because we, we ask them to take ownership of their faith while they're at a quip. Before they leave, it's not just we're just giving you the information. We're making them take ownership of it. Tell us back what you got. Regurgitate it back. And then we're coaching them into how to share that evangel evangelistically. How did you evangelisticism. Evangelisticalisms. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> 
that's going to be a shirt one day, um, <laughs> courtesy of Matt. Anyways, we, we teach them not just, it's, it's live it, share it, defend it. You know what I mean? Like live yep. your faith first, share your faith, and then be able to defend your faith. Yeah. Good. It's truth. They crave truth, Matt. They yeah. do. And, and these kids, they've, you know, when we grew up, we didn't have information that they can grab. They right. know so much more than we knew, yeah. you know, and they can get at it. So they, they want truth. They want apologetics. And, and they just don't want to be pat on the back and say, Jesus has a good plan for your life. Why? Yeah. yeah. They, they ask the why. We have to give them answers. Yeah. They're craving it. They want it. We have to have it. And when you give it to them, they're transformed. Uh, Absolutely. Dude, my favorite part of doing ministry Oh, that's a hard, that's a loaded one. I got a lot of favorites. One of my favorite aspects is when I hit a new youth group that isn't familiar with apologetics or, or a new church for that matter. It doesn't even have to be a youth group. Some, sometimes we, 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 we have a tremendous, because of Carl's passion and my passion for youth, we, we, we have a, a, a focus on that, but we're, we're, we're across the board for every age. Um, when I see people who have never been introduced to the apologetics that, that are available to them for the first time, and you just see them kind of like, you see their eyes go, what? I've never heard this before. And, Incredible. And, and it's the most gratifying feeling to see that transition in there. You can see it happen. And, and, and then I have people like, well, I'm going to give you 15 minutes with my kids. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do in 15 minutes? Well, they won't pay attention for more than 15. I'm like, give me three hours. Well, they'll never sit there. Give me three hours. They're not going anywhere. By the time you start telling them the truth, and by the time, when, whenever I start equip, the first thing I do is I tell them, and this actually came from Trace, because Trace, who you interviewed a little while ago, yeah. I asked Trace, I said, what's the first thing you say to a kid who's brand new? They just show up. They're about to spend a year-long program with you. You're taking their cell phone from them. They, you're telling them you're about to live in a cabin with no electricity or running water. What is the first thing you say to him? He goes, I tell them I love them. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was so profound. He goes, they don't understand that, right. but I need them to know that yep. up front, and then yep. they'll understand that. And so every equip, I start saying, look, I love you guys. And, and for the ones who have been here before, you know I know that you know. I do that with your kids at Cedar Falls. Yep. I'm like, I love you guys yep. because I do. I don't care if I know you or not. I love you. And but now I want, you're going to get drilled. But now you're going to get drilled. But by, by the time you know this, you're going to know that I'm doing it out of love. Yep. And, and, when, and when especially with youth, church-wise, but especially with youth, when you let people know, I'm here because I left, I left my wife and my Boston Terrier. Which yep. sometimes I wrestle with which one is harder. The Boston Terry's so stinking cute when you leave. His little eyes go different directions, and he's like, "You're not leaving again." Suitcases. Back on the point. Uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to leave the comforts of my home to travel over here to talk to yeah. you it's because I love you. Yeah. Not yeah. because I'm here to win you over to some sort of cult or yep. some concept. Sign that you I up for my organization. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. Yeah. I literally came here because I love you and I want to tell you this. And when you when you genuinely show that to them. Dude, they're locked in. That's awesome. They're locked in. Guys, this has been great. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, I will concur with that lady. You made an hour and 20. I was in a good movie. Because you know when you watch a good movie for three hours, you're like, wow, yeah. I was here Has for it been three an hours? hour and 20 minutes? But yeah. you do great, man. Well, good thank work. you, and thanks for partnering with us. And we want to continue to walk in with you guys and, and uh, see you grow and grow along with you. So. Hey, same here, man. Same All here. Right. God bless. 
The CC Podcast Conversations is part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry, started in 1936 and is one of America's longest-running radio ministries. We are 100% donor-funded, and donations to our ministry are tax-deductible. So if you are encouraged, challenged, or inspired by today's conversation, please consider making a donation on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or mail a check to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. In addition to our other podcasts, which I mentioned at the front of this episode, I want to mention two of our other ministry partners worth checking out. First, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, equipping believers with the truth of God's Word since 1922. Visit cedarfallsbibleconference.com for free access to previous conference content or for more information about upcoming events. Second is Power to Change Digital Strategies, an online ministry partnering volunteer Christian mentors with people around the world searching the internet for answers. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online conversation with a caring Christian adult, go to issuesiface.com. Or if you would like to be a volunteer Christian mentor, please visit p2cdigital.com. That's the letter P, the number two, and the letter C, digital.com. See our episode notes for details and links, and remember to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. God's richest blessings to you, and thanks again for listening.